This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Bruchim Abama, good We continue Masechta Yevamos. We're learning Daf Kuf Aleph Amar Aleph. Tanur Abanan. Hika Zeh V'chazar V'hika Zeh. We're talking about somebody who does not know the identity of his parents. Uh, he doesn't know the identity of his father because his mother did not wait the requisite three months before she got remarried. So if he kazeh, if let's say he hit this father and then hit that father, he cursed this one and then he cursed this one. Or if he cursed both of them simultaneously. In all the above cases, because since ultimately he ends up hitting or cursing both of them, he is chayev. So he kazev v'chazav, he kazev kilo zev v'chazav, kilo zev. The you're chayev. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean Rabbi Yehuda says bevas achas chayev. If you hit them simultaneously, you're chayev. Bezah achas zev pater. If you do it one after another, you're pater. So what would the reason for that be? The reason would be very simple. If he did uh, simultaneously, you could warn him and say, don't do what you're about to do. We could give him definitive warning. But if he does one at a time, if he's going to be hitting one at a time or cursing one at a time, we can't say definitively, don't do that, because he could say, well, maybe he's not my father. So Rabbi Yehuda holds you need uh, Hasras Vadai. But the Tanakama clearly holds you don't need Hasras Vadai. So Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Bevas achas chayev. Simultaneously, you're chayev. Bezeh acherzeh, pater. One after another, you are pater. That is the opinion of uh, Rabbi Yehuda. I, that we asked for Tanya, Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a pater. Bevas achas. I, we learned in a bright that Rabbi Yehuda says, you're pater bevas achas. That meaning, even if you do it simultaneously, you're pater. Says the Gemara, Trey Tanoi, I'll leave it to Rabbi Huda. There are two, what Rabbi Huda holds. One opinion is Rabbi Huda holds, as long as you have a Hasras Vadai, you'd be Chayev, provided that the circumstances that you hit or curse both of them simultaneously. But if you did Zacharza, you'd be Pater. Then we have another Brahisa that Rabbi Huda says, you're Pater even under those circumstances. So the Gemara says, Trey Tanoi, Aliba to Rabbi Huda. My time of demand What's the reason of the one that says you are exempt? Amar Rabbi Chanina. Chanina said very simply. In other words, it should be uh, it should be pashut that if you hit both parents, both uh, both possible parents simultaneously, you should be chayev. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Chanina, Nemar bracha lamata v'nemar bracha lamala. It says it talks about cursing down here in this world, cursing a parent. And it talks about cursing upstairs, cursing a parent, meaning cursing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chas V'Shalem. So there are two examples of Klalois in the Torah. You could have, you have the example of being Mekalel, a parent down here in this world, and Mekalel HaKadosh Baruch Hu, upstairs in the world to come. So we compare the two. Mala Mala She'en Shutvos, just like above... When you're cursing God, it's definitely without any partnership. 
because God has no partner, it's the one and only, and with it, it's not it's an entity that has no partner. Aflamato So too, when you curse a, pers- a parent down here, it has to be an absolute parent, a definitive parent, without any question whatsoever. Now that's very good regarding cursing. What about hitting? The iskish hakalaklala and the Torah, the Torah compares hitting to cursing. Fine. Says the Gemara. Va'oila bimishmartai. So this, uh, this person that we don't know who his father is, he can serve in the mishmar of this one and that one. He could one week join the mishmar of parent A, and the next, next week serve in the mishmar of parent B. So the Gemara asks, If he's not going to be enjoying the truma of either mishmar, because each mishmar could basically push him away and say, Hey, you don't belong to, you don't belong to our mishmar, so we're not going to give you any uh, any manas kuhuna from our mishmar, any akachim from our mishmar. So if they could both push him away, and he's not this coin is not getting any kachim, lama oila, why should he go up and serve in the either mishmar? In other words, he can't he can't be um, collecting kachim of either mishmar. So why do any of the service in either mishmar? He's definitely a coin. We know whoever the father is. It's either A or B, but they're both kaihanim. But since we don't know which mishmar he's in, so then he's not going to get any kachim. The Gemara is asking, why would he do the service? Lama oila. Um, so Gemara says, Lama oila, why does he go up? Ha'amar, he says, Bina denavan mitzvah. He says, I want to do a mitzvah. What kind of question is, why does he go up? He wants to go up because he wants to perform a mitzvah. It says the Gemara, Ela Allah loikatani. It doesn't say if he went up. Ela oila, he has to go up. Balkarchai, against the will, against his own will. Now, why would that be? That's the question. Meaning, Ela oila loikatani doesn't say if he went up. It says he goes up. Ela oila balkarchai. Amrav Acha Barchanina, Amravai, Rav Acha Barchanina, Sanim Avai, Amrav Asi, Amrav Yochanan. The reason why he has to go up is because since he's associated with both of these possible parents and both of their mishmarois, and if he doesn't go up, it's impugning, it's being poigame in both of these mishmaros, both of these families. Because people are going to say, oh, they don't let him go up, they're embarrassed about him. They're going to say, people are going to say he's a puzzle for the avoida. And it's going to be embarrassing for either Mishmar. So therefore, he serves with both Mishmaras to avoid any uh, questions regarding the lineage of either family. Okay. Says the Gemara of Imhayushneim Mishmar, if they were both in the Mishmar. Meaning, if both possible fathers were in the same Mishmar, he's allowed to go serve in that Mishmar, and he's allowed to collect Kadshim from that Mishmar, because we know for sure which Mishmar he comes from. Gemara says, wait a second, we know that the 24 Mishmarais, each Mishmar served one week in the Beis HaMikdash, twice a year. Uh, basically 48 weeks, the various Mishmaris, uh, the 24 Mishmaris each served two weeks a year. And then during Sukkot and Pesach, they all served together. 
So, if both fathers were in the same Mishmar, this Kayin could go up and do the Avoida and collect for that Mishmar. So, but the question is, you know, the Mishmaris were divided into six parts for each day of the week. So each day, those day, each day's service was called a, a Beisav. So which Beisav is this person going to serve in? Because if he serves Sunday, the Sunday people would say, no, you belong to the other father who serves Monday. If he, if he wants to do the Avodah Monday and collect Monday, they'll say, no, you belong to the other father who serves Sunday. Why is it that if there are two Mishmaris, he does not go up? The Laha Mishmara. Why is it by two Mishmaras that he doesn't go to this? Maishna Shnei Mishmaras Deloi Deazel Laha Mishmara Umadchil Lei. He goes to this this Mishmara and they push him off. Vaazel Laha Mishmara Umadchil and then he goes to the other Mishmara and they push him off. So Mishmara Echanami even by one Mishmara. Azel Lahai Beisav he goes to this Beisav Umadchil they push him to a different day, and um, if he goes to the other Beisav they push him off as well. Amr Papa, Papa said, Haki Karma, this is what it means to say. If they were both in one Mishmar, and one Beisav, then he gets one Chelek. So it's not enough for him to, it's not enough that both possible fathers belong to the same Mishmar, it has to be both possible fathers belong to the same Beisav as well. Because if they belong to different days of the week, if he tries to collect on Sunday, the Sunday people say, no, you belong to Monday. If he tries to collect on Monday, they'll push him off to Sunday. So it's where both fathers are not only from the same week, but they have from the same Beisav, the same day. Hadrin Allah Noisin al So we finished Parag Noisin al Now we begin the 12th Parag of Yevamois, Parag Mitzvah Chalitza. Says the Mishnah, Mitzvah Chalitza the Mitzvah of Chalitza is with three Dayanim. Even if they were simpletons. Basically, they are not members of the Sanhedrin. And the Gemara is going to ask, well, if they're not members of the Sanhedrin, in what way are they Dayanim? Even if they're three simpletons. If you do Chalitza with a Minal, a Minal is a shoe of soft leather, similar to our shoes. Chalitza sekshir. The chalitza is kasher. But it sounds like it's only kasher b'diyavet. Be'anpilio, with a sack, chalitza subsula. The chalitza is pasal. We're going to see, l'charchilo, you cannot use a minol, you have to use a sandal. We're afraid with a minol, that since the leather is soft, you might use a shoe where uh, part of the leather has been removed. But if you use a sack, the chalitza is possible because that's not called a shoe, that's called a sack. The sandal, if it's a sandal, a hard leather shoe, sheyesh loyakev that has a sole, kosher, v'shein loyakev, it has no sole, possible, it's possible. Minho arkuba ulamata. If the... Yavam, the perspective Yavam has part of his leg from the knee and down, and he could put the shoe on that. Chalitza sukshera, the chalitza is kosher. Minar kubo lamala, but if he has from the knee and up, chalitza psula, the chalitza is pasal. Chalitza besandal, shein shaloi. 
if he did chalitza with a sandal that doesn't belong to him, or a wooden sandal, or he put a left shoe on his right foot, the chalitza is b'dyevet kasher. If he did chalitza with a big shoe, but he could still walk with it. I or with a small shoe, that covers most of his foot. the chalitza is kasher. So if it's a big shoe that he could walk in, or a small shoe that covers most of his foot, the chalitza is kasher. Ask the Gemara. If you could even use three Dayanim who are regular simpletons, Dayanim Lamali, why do you need Dayanim? Why does it say Dayanim? Says Gemara, Kamashwan, the Chilish is, Tibainan, Bishloisha, Shayoidim, Lahakrois, Kein Dayanim. You don't need Dayanim, but you need three people who know how to feed and read the Psukim to the Yavam, similar to Dayanim. So, in other words, they could be three simple people who are not expert really, but they have to have one common denominator with Dayanim. Namely, they have to be able to read the psukim to the uh, Yavam. Tanina lahadatan Rabbanan. We learned in our Mishnah that which the rabbis taught. Mitzvah's chalitza v'shlesh. The mitzvah chalitza is with three. Sheyoidim lahakrois. That they know how to read. Ke'ein dayanim. Similar to dayanim. The mitzvah chalitza is with three. That they know how to... They know how to... Uh, read the psukim to the yavam, similar to dayanim. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda says b'chamisha. You need five dayanim. My time of the Tanakama. What's the reason for the Tanakama that you need three? The Tani we learned in a brisa zikenim. The pasuk says in Dvarim Chafei pasuk Zayin v'mlayach v'itz ishla kachz v'sivimtoi v'al sivimtoi ashar el has zikenim. Well, zikenim is and we know a bezin cannot be an even number, so we have to add. One, vein bezin shakal. Bezin cannot be equal. My sifan alim oida echad. We add one more. Harei kan shloisha. So we are uh, left with three. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda holds ziknei. We have one pasuk, pasuk zayin that says zikenim. And in pasuk ches, it says vikaruloi ziknei. That's a number, t- another two. Ziknei shnaim. Zikenim shnaim. So that's four. Rabbi Huda says it says Zikne and it says Zikanim. So the starting point is four. So then we have to get to five. The Tanakama, what does the Tanakama do with Zikne? Hi Zikne Mayavidlay. We need a Lirabuye that these this Bezdin could be regular people. The Tanakama learns from Zikne that you could use regular Hedyotis. Uh, you don't need to use Sanhedrin. Rabbi Yehuda Hedyotis. How does Rabbi Yehuda learn out that you could use Hedyotis? He learns it from the Pasuk of Le'ene. The Amar Ma'ar, the Master said, Le'ene, it says, Le'ene, Prat Lesumim. That excludes blind people. Now why do you need to exclude blind people? If you need members of Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin can't be Bali Mumin. So you can, they can't be blind anyway. The fact that you need to exclude blind people means you don't need Sanhedrin here. And since you don't need Sanhedrin, you could use Bali Mumin. From the fact we need Lamute Sumim to exclude blind people, so we see you could use even regular people. Because if you're going to think that you need Davka Sanhedrin, why do you have to exclude Sumin? 
Because Rabbi Yosef taught, meaning if you hold you need Sanhedrin, why do you have to exclude Sumin? Because Rabbi Yosef taught, Midatani Rabbi Yosef, Nafka. We learn it from that which Rabbi Yosef taught, the Tani Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef taught, Kishem Shebezdin Menukin Betzedek, just like Bezdin is clean in terms of righteousness, Tach Bezdin Menukin Mikomum. Bezdin is likewise clean from any mum, Shenemar, like the Pasuk says, Kulach Yafeh Rayasi Umum Bach, Umum Ein Bach. You are completely beautiful, my beloved, without any imperfection. So from there we learn that the Sanhedrin cannot have any mum at all. So if you had to use Sanhedrin, why would we have to exclude Bali Mumin? The fact that Le'ene is needed to exclude Bali Mumin, that indicates that you don't need to use members of Sanhedrin, you could use Hedyoites. Okay, that concludes Daf Kuf Aleph Amad Beis. This Hashem tomorrow, stay tuned for the time, we will do Kuf Aleph, um, that's Kuf Aleph Amad Aleph, excuse me. This Hashem tomorrow, we'll do Kuf Aleph Amad Beis. Okay, everyone, have a wonderful night. Bracha v'atzlacha, agata mayed. Kol tov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.